There it is. Boom. <laughs> it's Monday, ladies Woo-hoo. and gents. And our guest, I think she already knew that. Spirit might have talked to her a little bit. What are we talking about? <laughs> Let's find out. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> Let's have some fun, James. Time for the fire intro. Let's do it. Happy Monday, everybody. It seems to be cooling down around the county, but you know, we're always bringing the heat right here on the Business Bros Pod. On today's special episode, we have got yet another exciting guest. Our guest today is here to share with us her special gift, something that she's known and recognized since her earliest memories. In fact, she's felt her gift so powerfully that she published her first book at the tender young age of, get this, ladies and gentlemen, six years old. Now, what is that gift? Well, our guest is a medium. She has the uncanny ability to communicate on a supernatural plane. Now, some of you may be skeptical, and I'm sure that's something that our guest has seen frequently and overcome. So we're super excited to hear not only her tales from the other side, but also how she's built a growing practice despite people's apprehension about the unknown. Joining us today from SoCal Medium, LLC, we're so excited to bring you an incredible medium and spiritual guide. Welcome to the show, Kelly Fisher! (laughs) Kelly, welcome to the program. Thank you guys so much for having me on. You guys have such great energy for a Monday. I love it. That's oh, just, uh, just how we wake up, I guess. Yeah, right. I, I don't have to do my <laughs> hair, so I figure I'll, I'll use that in the energy. Uh, uh, Kelly, I'm I'm curious. You know, uh, when when uh, when I got you scheduled on the show, I got all excited. My wife is a is a big fan of the of the spirit world. James's wife is a big fan of that world. Uh-huh. Uh, so we've been talking to a lot of people about your show coming up here, and we're excited to ask you some questions. Now, I'm gonna tell you right off the bat. Um, uh, you know. For for me, it does. I've never had any sort of interaction. I've never seen anything. I've never felt anything. Uh, so you got a, a little bit of a number skeptic one here. skeptic right there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love however, it. That's awesome. However, I'll tell you, like I, you know, when people ask me, they're like, "Well, why don't you play with a Ouija board?" I'm like, "Look, here's the thing. I may not have ever had an experience." But I am not going to open Pandora's box just in case there's something on the other side there. So <laughs> I'm super curious to find out a little bit. Tell me, tell me a little bit how you how you started to feel these things, how how it came about in your life. Yeah, so it really started for me at the earliest age that I can remember. So I I'm not sure exactly what age, but I do know from early on in childhood that I can remember having had these experiences with the other side. Um, And those when I was a child would be, you know, seeing somebody that looked like they were there, but actually nobody else could see them. So just seeing somebody in spirit has become um, a normal part of my life. And it's not an everyday, you know, sort of seeing ghosts or apparitions or whatever. But ever since I was little, I could see and hear and sense, um, the spirit world, really people who were not a part of our physical world. 
that other people couldn't. So um, my my earliest, most poignant memory that I can actually tell a story about, I think I was like six years old and it was more of a psychic experience, really. I was sleeping or going to sleep. I can't remember which, but I sat up either way and just started crying. My mom came running and she said, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I said, grandma and grandpa, they're not okay. And she said, no, they're fine. They just you know, had a call from them there on an Alaska cruise. And um, this was, you know, pre cell phone and internet even. And um, so anyway, she said, go back to sleep. Everything's fine. Well, as it turns out in the exact moment that I sat up crying, my grandmother had was disembarking from the ship and she had shattered her entire leg um, falling. uh, uh, Yeah. In a fall. And I just, I'd felt it. I'd become aware of it. So that's that psychic connection, but I have a lot of stories like that through my life, even from early childhood that can point to having been linked into something. But she didn't pass, right? No, no, she's still, she's 97. She's still here. But, um, but it was that being connected to her and knowing that there was a massive injury that was going on with her at the moment. So, and I knew of it, you know, it wasn't until they got off the plane from their cruise and we, you know, we reconnected that we found out that those exact things lined up perfectly. So when you, when you mentioned that you, you see people that might not be there, uh, how did you, like, at what point did you realize that they're not actually there? What, what does that appear like to you? Because I'll be honest, if somebody's there and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And like, I'm having a conversation and then James walks up and he's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, right there. <laughs> right? Like, I, that's how I would, like, <laughs> I would be lost them? at that point. Yeah, yeah. Don't you see? Yeah, exactly. No, that, that's funny that you say that because sometimes I'll see something and I'll have to ask. Uh, I call them the muggles, but I'll have to ask somebody who's not a medium to be like, do you see that person over there? Because if they don't, then it's definitely spirit. Um, They appear in in all different ways to me, but my experience in seeing somebody who is a spirit person and actually what we call it is objective seeing, that's objective clairvoyance, is seeing spirit outside of yourself versus subjective clairvoyance, which is seeing them in your third eye. I just see them like you and like, like I see you and like I see everybody else walking in the street. Um, The only difference is there's, there's, there's usually this slight feeling of they don't look like they belong. So they might be wearing something that doesn't quite fit for 2020. Mm. Um, Or, you know, they, they might just sort of look like they're walking and note without any direction, you know, that kind of thing. So I used to, I used to drive this, I used to live in Texas growing up and um, I would drive this really long two lane highway to get from most of my friends' houses to my house. And I remember seeing a lot of different people through the years walking along the side of the road. And I remember this one stands out really poignantly in my mind. He he was like, he had sort of the seventies Afro. He had on like a button down shirt and he had on bell bottoms and it was in the middle of the night, just about had to be like 11. I don't remember what my curfew was, but it was probably Hmm. just before that. Um, But in any case, yeah. And he was walking just along this two lane highway and it was like horses for miles. You know, there wasn't really anything to be walking to or from. And I watched him in my rear view mirror and he just sort of vanished. So it's those kinds of people look like a totally normal person, but he didn't feel like he really fit. So my my wife's a big fan of, uh, I can't even remember the name off the top of my head. Those ghost hunter shows, right? Um, Ghost hunters. Well, it's not actually Ghost Hunters. It's the other one. It's the one with Zach Baggins or Zach, whatever his name is. Uh, but but when when what's the difference between 
uh, like a haunting like that, where they talk about somebody who's stuck in a, in a place and their spirit is like almost in a loop type thing mm -hmm. versus, uh, you know, connecting with somebody who has gone and is maybe still there. You can talk to them. They have a conversation, that sort of thing. Is there a difference? Um, the, the communication isn't different. So the, the way that you kind of, uh, as a medium sort of attune to their frequency, that isn't any different. Um, the feeling sometimes can be different. It can be if somebody is, is really intent on being here an earthbound spirit or, you know, quote unquote ghost, um, they may have a heavier feel to them. You know, they're, uh, it's hard to explain because it's not tangible, but when you tune in to somebody in the spirit world, typically there's a light feeling about them. You know, they're in a, this beautiful place and um, they're without any negative emotions. But if you tune into, like I, I remember I, I once um, tuned into a, a ghost uh, in my friend's house and we had a conversation with him. I was working with another channel medium and we were linking into him together. And, you know, he kept saying, well, I can, he passed really tragically in a boating accident and he was in the house that he raised his family. And he said, but I need to stay here because I need to look after my daughters and my wife. And we said, well, they've already moved on. You know, if you can watch over them from a from the perspective of heaven or the spirit world. And you can see a lot more about what's going on with them because you're not in just one location. And, but there was this kind of this concern with him, like, but I need to be here. And then once we kind of let him know, you can let go, you can move on. Then he moved on. So um, I don't know if that answers your question. There is a little bit of like a, more of an, uh, the sense that they can feel negative emotions when they're stuck here. And I don't really believe they're stuck, but when they choose to be here, Versus those who come from the spirit world, like your grandma, your sister, your mom, the loved ones and, and on the other side, they have a different vibrational feel to them. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Well, so, so let me dig a little bit deeper on that. So um, as a medium, do you believe in, in a particular particular religion? Like, is there like a like a specific afterlife type thing that that you know of or that you see uh, or that you've talked to about? Or is it kind of just like non-denomination and you just, it's just uh, another realm that just is? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, it, the, the spirit world for me doesn't really seem to fit within any one of our organized religions in the physical world here on earth. You know, um, I was raised, I was raised catholic you know baptized catholic married in the catholic church went through all the um all of the catholic practices and and rituals and sacraments and everything um but i went to a christian school so my background is is more along those lines um the spirit world seems fairly non-denominational non-denominational in in that i have brought through spirit people who are Muslim, who are Hindu, um, who are Buddhist, you know, Tao, like all different uh, um, practices and religions. So, and they all seem to be in the same place. So from my Christian perspective where I was raised, like the, the idea is that, you know, you need to be a Christian to be saved, to go to heaven. Well, that hasn't really been my experience with the people that I've brought through. They all seem to also be in heaven. So I feel like there are a lot of paths to the same summit, if you will. 
Um, so it is more non-denominational than denominational. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, that, that does make it's sense. Okay. That does make sense. So when, when you communicate with, with spirits, um, is, do you often get stories uh, or explanations that they weren't able to pass uh, when they were living? Like, you know, maybe, I, I don't know, uh, you know, yeah. where my body is, uh, how I passed, uh, how I was feeling, who I was mad at. Is that the sort of stuff that usually they want to communicate? And, and is it like I've always seen movies or whatever when that happens and they're, they're at peace and they can move on? Is, or is it is it something where, like, they, they're just deciding that, you know what, I like this plane. I'm going to stay here. Uh, their, their greatest their greatest desire in my experience has been to touch the, the need here with their loved ones. And, and sometimes the spirit people come with their own need, you know, maybe they were, you know, a terrible father, maybe they did some things that they're not proud of. So their greatest need then is to come through to their daughter or their son and say, you know, I'm sorry for the way that I was as a father, that might be that might be their um, their greatest need and of highest interest to them is to come through and heal those wounds that they may have left behind. Or it can be if they were good people, it can be that the greatest need is for their loved one to hear from them and just for that for mom to come through and say, honey, I'm okay. Um, you know, I'm not suffering any longer or whatever. So they do, um, they do come back and acknowledge things that maybe you didn't realize that here, well, here, let me back up a minute. Oftentimes I find that there are apologies and there are things that they did wrong in the spirit, in the, in the, in the um, physical plane that they didn't acknowledge as being wrong when they were here. But when they pass, they're able to say, now I can see my life and I can see how I may have affected you or how I may have hurt you. And it's really important now that I say that I'm sorry. Or I've had dads come through and say, you have to tell them that I love them because I never said it when I was there. And you just see people start to cry because it's like they never said that, but they have to be dead to come through and give the I love you message. Sean says you're an incredibly talented medium and guide. And then Edgar's giving you two thumbs up. Uh, and then I, I, you know, I, so I have a question, you know, in life, we're often asking ourselves, what is the meaning of life? Why are we here? You know, and each of us has to find that path on their own, whatever the meaning of life is to that individual person. Uh, you get a unique opportunity to speak to the dead. So what is the meaning of of the spirit world have you ever thought to ask that like why why do they stay or do they have an option to go somewhere and what is that yeah oh my goodness that's a really loaded question so i'll see what i can do with it um <laughs> so uh gosh i i don't know if i knew the the meaning of life i think i could have a bestseller and i don't quite know that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to know it in this lifetime or not. But what I do understand is that we come, I call it the earth school, we come here to learn. And it is a really difficult school to be in because it's, um, as one of my one of my mentors, James Van Prague, used to say, it's a one-room schoolhouse because you've got the 
preschoolers who are still picking their nose. And then you've got the PhD students who are, you know, very far advanced in their, in their studies. And we're all trying to make it work in the same space. And that can be difficult. So our, our soul, which is that eternal point within us, that authentic part of who we are. And if you're a skeptic, then sometimes people don't even um, really believe that there is a soul. So you have to kind of be in that line of belief to, to even follow along with the, the train of, um, the, the train of thought that I'm trying to put forward here. But what I'm getting at is that our souls need to learn, they need to grow, they need to evolve. And we come to this physical plane into this life to learn certain lessons. And I do believe that oftentimes we forget why we've come. There's a, then mm. there's a reason for that, that, that gets into a much longer podcast, I think, but, um, <laughs> but it, so we, we come in and we have to learn um, how to interact with other people. We have to learn to love people who hurt us. We have to learn to be kind, um, you know, learn to heal, learn to help. And so there are a lot of lessons that we pick up along the way. I do think that once you, when you go to the spirit world, you have a choice. We all have free will. We all have the choice to stay or to come back. But I, I do find that um, people stay until their immediate family come to heaven. So like grandma's going to wait for her grandson. And I don't know if there's a certain, you know, 150 years or 200 years or whatever before reincarnation. I do feel like you have the choice to come back to reincarnate and to do life in a different way, depending on what lessons you need to learn. So Vidal has a question and I'm assuming this is on communication. So he says, uh, can they communicate on their own or do they need a medium to to engage? Do they, do they all have a message or some of them just want to hang out? Like, you know, people watch. Uh Uh-oh. We lost her. No, come back. Kelly, you were so interested. You want to wait for a second? Yeah, Yeah, I'm here. I Am I speaking to a spirit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. I don't know if you guys can hear me. I can hear you. Yeah, can hear I can't you. see you, but oh, we can hear you. Okay, but you can't see me? Oh, no. Um, let me see if I can fix that while I'm talking. But I think that that's a really good question that he that he asked. Okay, I'm still in the spirit world somewhere. I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. Um, so... I don't know if you want me to keep talking. I'll try to answer his question. But yes, yeah. um, they, it, you can do it on your own. Everybody, I think, is born with that faculty to be able to communicate with the with the spirit world, with their God, with um, with the other side. I think that a medium is useful because we're able to sort of translate the messages that are coming through. Like even even sometimes in my own life, I need to go to a medium to see what my loved ones are trying to get through because there are times where I feel that there's a message that that they want to reach through to me, but I'm too close to it to know what that is. So um, so that is an important, you know, sometimes it's important to go to a medium, but it is very, very important for you to understand that you can receive your own messages. And I don't know if everybody has a message. I mean, I think that every spirit probably, if they were given a chance to say something, they would want to say something just like we all have a message here. We are all here for a reason and we all have a voice and we want to use it. So it's the same in the spirit world. Um, some have a more immediate message than others when they're trying to either get through something, a need of their own, like a apology like I was saying um, before or when their loved ones are really in need of, of their support 
So, so, so can, we go, a- can we go a little horror movie? Like, are there any experiences that you've had that are like just downright scary? Are there times that uh, that these these interactions can become dangerous? Um, that's a good question. So my understanding of it is that that those in the spirit world can't hurt you. What's here is is what's harmful. What's here in the physical is is what can hurt you. Um, I think that on that point, though, that like attracts like. So if you're somebody who's at a really low vibrational frequency and you open up a Ouija board, that you could potentially draw to you some negative you know, negative vibrations, negative entities, negative energies. So if you do whip out a Ouija board for any reason, you're you're going to want to be at a very high vibrational place at a very like, um, you know, just be high vibe. And that's what I would say, because then you're going to only draw in those that are at a, also a very high vibrational frequency. So those are the, your angels, your guides, your loved ones. Those are going to be. Oops, I'm. You still there, Kelly? Still there? Uh, we might have lost her. Speaking of scary stories and situations, I think. Uh, in and out, in and out. Yeah. Kelly. Well, while she comes back, uh, hopefully she we get her squared away. She's gonna exit and come back in, uh, dude. I mean, so far. So far, <laughs> it's pretty trippy. I stuff, mean, you're right? you're the you're the number one skeptic. So, what do you think about this so far? Well, I mean, it's it just I, I I always feel it comes down to perspective, right? Like like having uh having the ability to there you go, she's back. Having the ability to communicate with somebody to me gives me the opportunity to ask questions, right? So I, I do, we do that here on the podcast, and I'd imagine she's able to do the same thing uh with with the spirit world. Like I would want to know things like does death hurt like is it is it painful on the other side is it you know like why why are you still hanging out here for a while when you communicate with some of these people um do you is it more than just words in other words like what if the guy was french is he speaking to you in you know is he speaking to you in french or or is he speaking to you in spanish or is he sending you visuals like how how do they communicate yeah so that's a lot of people ask that question. You know, my grandmother spoke Spanish. If you don't speak Spanish, are you going to be able to understand her? Or what about animals? When they come through, how do they talk to you if they didn't have a language, you know? So um, so I think that's a really good one. They, uh, they use all of my faculties. So when I talk about faculties, I talk about like, um, the olfactory. So that's the smell. So sometimes I'll smell somebody's tobacco or I'll smell their perfume. Um, or I had this one really interesting situation where I smelled sewage and then I smelled like a floral gardenia smell on top of it. And I was like, I don't know, but I'm just going to tell you. And actually the, the woman who I was reading for understood it. She said that her, um, her mom's facility before she passed had like a terrible sewage problem. And she used to try to cover it up with like a gardenia or a floral smelling spray. And that was how she came through. So I picked up on those, um, on those nuances. Um, also the clairaudience. So I'll hear the spirit talking to me. I'll just hear them talking like you guys, but I hear it in my mind. Um, or I'll see, I'll get images. So so sometimes I do do readings with my eyes closed, you know, just because it's easier to receive the images that way. Um, 
so there are all kinds of your clairsentience. You might feel something. Sometimes I feel dizzy or I feel a little nauseous. And that might be my way of understanding that somebody was under the influence at the time of their passing or that they were on chemo treatment. You know, it just depends on the way that the feeling is. So all of the ways that I receive are going to also have a feeling attached to it within my clair, hmm. my, my clairsentience. And that's physically located in your body just below your um your rib cage and just above your belly button. It's where we talk about our gut instinct. You know, that's where that feeling happens. So that's, I, I often will feel the spirit world there. Um, I'll get a name, you know, just a name will pop out at me and then I'll feel dad or I'll feel brother or something like that. So there's always a feeling attached to you know, the smell, the the sound, the taste, the, the visual. Um, so that's how they come through. In terms of language, there really isn't a language barrier. I will have like, you know, grandmas come in and, and say, you know, I'm abuelita, like I'm a little grandma or, um, you know, or they might come in and, I, you know, I've learned more Russian words from the spirit world than I have from Duolingo <laughs> or whatever. So I, I they'll, they'll kind of always the bad words, right? Yeah, yeah, I wish. No, um, <laughs> you know, like, like different dishes that they used to make that have like a Russian oh. thing to them that there's no way for me to know unless they give it to me. So I, I learn a little bit that way from the other side, but they are also able to communicate in my language, which is obviously English. Um, dogs come through, they're beautiful communicators. Sometimes they use images or they'll use, um, they'll just talk to me. I, I've had dogs tell me, you know, I went outside, I ate antifreeze, I came back in, I had a seizure, she took me to the hospital. I mean, it's so clear. And you know, they didn't have a language here. They didn't speak English, but they know how to communicate so yeah it's pretty um pretty interesting to see how it all works so it looks like jeff has a question i don't know if you guys want to bring that one up. yep jeff has a question can you talk about any physical experiences you've had i mean we're all terrified about some stuff yeah. like that right so we're terrified i know i know sometimes i'm sitting in a room and like i said i, I don't i'm not really a believer in that sort of stuff but i'll look at my closet door and i'm like it's gonna move right you're gonna move it doesn't ever happen but I would freak out if that happened. So, you know, you have, any, have you ever had any uh, physical experiences like that? Yeah, I have. Um, I had a lot when I was when I was younger. Um, probably my high school years through college were my more like the very active sort of poltergeist activity. Um, I remember having well so many different experiences, but. Um, uh, one time I was in my room. I told you I went to I went to a Christian school. I had a Bible up on the shelf in my room that had been up there for years, you know. And um, I was in my room, and all of a sudden I walked in, and this thing just went projecting. It was just projectile flew off the shelf into the middle of the floor. Something had to push it, and there wasn't, you know, a rat. I mean, I look for all the logical because I'm I'm a bit like you. I'm a little bit skeptical, and I think it's really good to have a healthy dose of skepticism. So even in the middle of readings for me, I'm like, are you? Hitting me? How did that even, how is that possible? I don't know how I knew that. Um, but I always look for the logical explanation. And so I had the Bible fly off the shelf. I remember I had um, religious paraphernalia, which is why, you know, I, I immediately thought, oh, must, must be evil if they're throwing Bibles off shelves. But I, I don't know why they picked the crosses and the Bibles to throw off the shelf, but that's what happened. Um, I've had, yeah, I've had lots go on on and off. I've had like once in college, we had this dangly uh, lantern that was hanging in the middle of, of, of our room. I was, I had a roommate and um, the thing just started like slowly spinning. And then before you knew it, it was like, whoo, whoo, you know, <laughs> around and so around and we ran out. 
So do you ever get the feeling like those are, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned the evil spirit. So I'm assuming you've had interactions with some of those evil type things, right? Like you've had experiences where something comes through and it's not the nicest personality coming through. I have had the experience of perceiving the spirit world to be evil or to be scary. And I think that when I look back at most of my experiences, all but one of them can be explained away in that they can at least be viewed to not have been evil. It just seemed very scary and it seemed evil because it was outside of my normal experience. Um, so like I would have this man stand at the end of my bed and he was just a shadow. Like I couldn't see anything else about him. He was just this dark shadowy figure and that would seem evil. It seems creepy. But then when I understood who he was, he was one of my guides. It was no longer scary. I did have one experience when I was like 17. Actually, that's not true. I had, I had a similar experience over the years with the same entity or being or whatever and it was that feeling of sleep paralysis but I was fully awake and um and I was aware of whatever this thing was and it was sort of like it was sort of beastie I, I don't really know like a gargoyle I don't know really how else to explain it it didn't look like a person um and it was it was like sitting on my chest and I couldn't scream or breathe and that that I think I can't understand that to be anything but like a yucky dark entity um, so I had that experience a few times and I just, um, I just kind of called out for at the time, you know, I said, I called out for Jesus and I, I just went over and over and I said, you need to leave my room. And so like on the third or fourth time they finally left. But so that would be my, my kind of like evil experience. So they wow. are out there. At least, at least that's how you feel about it. Um, Sean's asking. Sean's asking, have you ever helped work on a cold case or any cold cases? Yeah, I have. Um, there's there are several cases that I've worked on, um, but there was one in particular. Uh, oh gosh, now I'm trying to remember her name, but it was it happened back in Colorado in Crestone, and um, it was really low profile case for a while. But the it's a the town of Crestone is a really really small town, and the um, one of the town's people had reached out to my aunt to see if she could tune into the case. And my aunt doesn't really do that kind of work. She's a channel, so it's a little bit different. So she reached out to me, um, Crystal Reisinger, that was her name. And uh, Crystal had gone missing. And so I was working with I was working on my on my own and then also with a group of psychics to try to get together a bunch of information to get to the detectives on the case. And we did put together a bunch of information. We sent it in. We assume it got to the detectives, but it went through this one person who lived in the town. In any case, several years later, I was thinking, you know, I wonder whatever happened with the crystal case. So I was I was Googling it. And speaking of podcasts, I don't know if you've heard of the podcast Up and Vanished, but it was, I think that season two it's a great uh, true crime podcast and their season two they focused on crystal reisinger and as i was listening to it i was there's a um, there's an episode called catfish and i thought that sounds really familiar so i went back to my notes and so here long story short we ended up sending in a bunch of details and one of them was we believe that the killer went by the nickname catfish which is really really specific and as it turns out, the 
person of interest in the case was, they called him Catfish John, but that was his nickname was Catfish. So it is interesting. Sometimes we can get these really specific details hmm. that would have helped the police. So Vidal is saying we should do a reading and he's asking, how can we get, how can we schedule a reading with you? Aw, thanks for the question, Vidal. Um, the best way to schedule with me is through my website. So, socalmedium.com and you go on to schedule an appointment and uh, my calendar tends to be updated on there, but I do in-person readings and also by Zoom or by phone. So, um, yeah, that's the best way to do it. But if you have questions, you're welcome to email me or, or call me. What is someone, what do, what do we, what should I, like if I was ever to do a reading, what would I expect walking into a reading? What, what can someone expect who's never done it before, right? Um, maybe as a skeptic or maybe as a believer, what, what should they fear or not fear or think about when they're going into a reading? Well, I think, you know, I think it's normal and natural to be nervous. There should be nothing to fear. One of the things that I say when I sit down with people is I say, I don't know what to expect, but I can tell you what not to expect. And that's that my head will not spin around on my neck, my eyes don't glow red, things are not going to lift up and fly around the room. So because I think people do have that they have that cultural expectation that, that like, oh, we're going to enter into, you know, like open up the gates of hell and like crazy things are going to happen. No, that's not that is not what a session with me is like. Um, I set a very high vibration. I call on the angels and the guides and it's this very light very beautiful very loving space and I think what they can expect or at least hope for is that highest need that they come in with that day gets touched um, that I'm able to sit down with somebody I, I don't know from Adam you know like a perfect stranger and just within a few minutes of tuning in I'm able to say I know that you're going through a divorce and I know that this has been a really difficult thing for you and I know that your grandmother is on the other side and your grandfather steps in and then give them information about who their grandparents were and why they're there. Why did they come if she's going through a divorce? What's the important information that your grandparents bring to help support you through that? So you just kind of go with an open mind and an open heart. And I say that people get what they need, not what they want. But most people who come to me, want, they come because they have a need. And, um, and my job is to find that right away and to dive in to help them with that, that problem or with that, um, give them guidance around the issue that they're dealing with or bring closure or healing or whatever. You know, everybody's different. So it, def it definitely varies. Well, Kelly, you are one positive individual. I mean, I, I I learned a lot just from getting to know you as a as a as a person. I mean, uh, in your when you talk about having that positive vibration, you come off as somebody who has that positive outlook in, I would say in life, but I think you have a positive outlook in life and in death, uh, in an afterlife, and <laughs> in, in, in the afterlife. And I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing and sharing with us, uh, you know, what, what it is you do. I know we've had some technical difficulties, but you persevered, you pushed through and you made it happen. So thank you very much. Uh, really quick, one more time uh, for our listening audience. What's the best way to get a hold of you if, uh, if somebody wants to schedule a reading? The best way is to go through my website, SoCalMedium.com, like Southern California. So um, SoCalMedium.com and then there's a place you can send an inquiry through the website if they just have questions or if they'd like to schedule a reading you can go to schedule a reading and um and do it that way 
Awesome. Well, thank you very much, ladies and gents. Hope you guys uh, learned a little something about the afterlife. Uh, and uh, I hope my spouse was paying attention because she had she had questions she wanted to ask you. I hope I asked all the right questions, ladies and gents. I asked all the ones that I thought were interesting. So, Kelly, thank you very much again for coming on the program. Appreciate you taking time out of your day. Uh, and uh, Ham, you got any last minute questions you want to ask? That's it. All right, then. Kelly, thank you very much. Ladies and gents, that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.